Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening, KOTO listeners. You are tuned in to Off the Record on KOTO. I am Julia Caulfield, your host for the evening, and we are talking about books. I have a studio full of book connoisseurs, aficionados, folks who know things and read a lot, which I'm so excited. We have Tiffany Osborne, Jen Parsons, and then Jennifer and Brad Ball of kind of, we have Between the Covers Bookstore represented. We have the Wilkinson Public Library represented. We have author slash avid reader represented. Thank you all for being here this evening. It's so fun. I know. I was, I've now said it to all of you, and I'm going to say it to all of our listeners as well. We've kind of ended up with this program around this time for the past few years, and I just love it so much because people love books. Reading is fundamental, and why not talk about it as often as possible? It's that time of year. Uh, it's that time of year. We're we cozied to, up. And you and apparently went through the reading is fundamental program. I did because go. Because you just said that. <laughs> Can <laughs> I tell you? So you had Riff. I did. Riff was amazing. Got to go down to the commons in elementary school and pick out a book. Yeah, pick out a book. Um, also, reading is fundamental is um, a catchphrase that they use on RuPaul's Drag Race as well. <laughs> a different kind really? of reading. Because reading in the drag community is like when oh, you right. call people right, out right. on things that are not that they're either bad at or whatever um and so they say reading is fundamental and oh, they all really? read each other That's yeah really <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> so there you go no um so yeah i got started in reading through my parents but also riff definitely i would love to just as as a start off can we go through and like as book people how did you get started in reading and why do you love books Oh, are we going to go with me? I don't remember not reading. I think I, I think I'm, I, I don't remember not my, my mother read my father. I, 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 I've read, I've never not read. It was an escape. Um, still is. I have to be careful though. Now that I'm an adult and I had kids, I, I really, um, if I, st- I'm one of those people that once I get involved in a book, who needs dinner? <laughs> Who needs to walk a dog or take care of a child? Um, so I'm super careful about when I get started reading. Do you have to like set an alarm to be like, you can read for this amount of time and then you have to take the dog that for a walk? That is non-existent in my life. I will, um, <laughs> I will read all night. If I'm into something, I will, I will nothing else exist. So I'm, I'm super careful about what I, I do. Now that my kids are older and like we don't have to worry about fires. Right. I, life is good. It's much better. <laughs> I read more. They can cook right? dinner I mean, and, do you guys and find that with your kids? That oh, are, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Jen doesn't have kids. She still has to watch for fires. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, what about, what was the second part of the question? You kind of answered both, Perfect, but like, why right. do you love books? I love books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just I love, it's my thing. It's my nerd thing. It's my thing. Yeah. All right, Jen. Oh, I just think, yeah, it's the same. It's, uh, I think I used to believe before I had kids it was more of the escapist thing, but I don't necessarily think when I watch my kids read it's escapist as much as it's just really capturing their imagination. And when you're a kid, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to just sit Mm -hmm. there and read. 
And even now, I was feeling a little bit paltry in the number of books I read this year because I don't think we're allowed to sit and read. We're busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think escapism, but also the imagination. And I really, really, really like word play. It's just something that makes sense to me. Do you feel, because I feel like there is not it's either or. It can obviously be like yes and, but. Improv. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, of, like, <laughs> of like reading for plot, reading for like dynamic character, and reading for like the beauty of the word. Do you feel like Ooh. you fit into one of those categories more? Well, I, I think as you're talking, maybe children read to make sense of the world, and we all have done that. And I continue to still read to make sense of the I world. I think that's a huge thing you for know, me. You know, even as you were I mean, just you talking identify about the with drag, all of your char- yeah. I was like, oh, right, I haven't watched that show, but there's a whole world I could learn more about. And I think that readers are seekers, children and adults. Yeah. And everybody is seeking something completely. Whether it's escape, I mean, I, like I said, escapism probably, but it is like to make sense of the world, isn't it? Like that's how you, I call myself at night sometimes is to read. Yeah. Um, and then identify with a character, which really sometimes I have no business. <laughs> that is not me, but I want it to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, yeah. or it could be. And um, depending on what you're reading. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think it's, giving yourself a space to put yourself into somebody else's shoes into a different experience you can either like super identify with that character or give yourself the opportunity to be like i don't understand this experience at all and i'm able to learn a little bit more about it through the written word it's a great way to go and i think like people write for the same reason like i came to writing for the same reason because i'm like oh i've been thinking in words my whole life i don't understand myself or what the world is about. So that's, you know, why I became more serious about writing. Yeah. But Jennifer, you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I like how reading helps me better communicate with people because the authors who are really good at writing out how to express something in words helps me um, communicate. So I love that part. And then community, like you're, it could be escapism or it could be the opposite mm-hmm. of how to better be in community with either people you're reading about who are very different from you or, you know, I just kind of like that broadening part. And I really love um, children's picture books. Yes, me too. Um, and even even our oldest kids, I mean, our kids are all in their 20s and they still love them too. Um, they're just beautiful and creative and fun. Um, and I didn't always love reading. Um, so I've gone in and out high school. I did not like reading what I was told to read. Mm. Um, oh, and nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Like, oh, I, mean, that I think it's harder. Like I, I think if somebody tells me to read something, like if work is... I, I, str- <laughs> I, I, I know that. I know. Be careful of what you said. <laughs> I'm a rebel. Um, but it takes me a, a few minutes, to, like not a few minutes, but it, it'll, I'll let it sit for a mm-hmm. while versus me deciding on my own mm-hmm. yeah. what to yeah so and, and maybe it was just time and getting to pick out the things that you wanted to read what brought you back into reading when you kind of fell out of it um probably reading some things that I really enjoyed um I really like nonfiction. um and uh, yeah just topics that I was interested in that you know 
were, were fun to delve into. When we started having kids, too, you were reading a lot with them. Oh, yeah. All so. the kids' books. Well, because that really hit me, right? Yeah. Oh, and the parenting books on how to parent. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I, I never Oh my gosh! Unfortunately, we read. We, we might have read too many. Yeah. So no, I felt like we, I, I we had. We read I, some really strict ones. Our yeah. kids will tell you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, kiddos. I always skim That's them. Therapy I'm like, later. This is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I guess I should have read that. Mess that one up. Oh well. Yeah. First That's pancake. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's their book. They're gonna write. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, when I was little, I read a lot. And then playing sports and getting busy, I read less. And then in college, I was the, one of those people that bounced around and had a bunch of different majors and couldn't figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I had an advisor. I wanted to transfer into some department for the you know 20th time. And my advisor told me I needed to go make good grades, and then he'd let me in. And so I was like, oh, hmm. So I better go do something I would like. And I ended up doing history because I liked to read, or at least I used to like to read. And then I got back into it. You know, so it was a major that had me read and write a lot. And I picked back up enjoying reading again. So I think now I like to read, you know, you're asking about plot or characters. I like to read characters, I think, because you know, I like to meet people in the bookstore and go, oh, where are you from, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. And so reading a book like, a, you know, a Frederick Bachman or, or, you know, somebody that develops characters really well, it's like meeting people. And, you know, it's just a lot of fun. But do you have to like the character? No, no. Sometimes not liking them is even better, you know? <laughs> but you do like, you know, you oh, I wonder what's going on there. Where? Why is that? How did they come to be that way, you know? And a book... You know, to me, it's a lot like meeting people in the bookstore. So, yeah. you know, it's crazy if you have kids and you're like, "This book meant so much to me. Here you are. I am giving you this light." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, it was okay. It was yeah. okay." And you're like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah." yeah. <laughs> like, where, where the red fern grows? Yeah. I was like, "So, I keep waiting for you to cry." <laughs> like, when it, oh, yeah. oh. They're like, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think as a parent, well, let's talk from a being in the library. And I, I would imagine you guys might see this. Every summer, we have summer families that come in, which are fantastic. We love our summer families. And the parents are like, oh, we want them to read these books. And the kids look like they're in pain. Mm. And talking them down off of it and saying, you know what? Reading is reading. Right. And because you loved a book or you think it's a classic let them read Captain Underpants well, I said what, it yeah, I, I was said gonna it. say Captain Underpants Captain and I Underpants. love Captain Underpants totally like I love it it's um, like whatever gets the kids reading yay. and that's the most important mm -hmm. part engaging because you see so many kids that come in and and parents uh, every parent wants your kid to read in the summer but if you're dictating what they have to read it becomes a chore in a way mm -hmm. i mean i'm not i'm i'm not saying i didn't do it um mm -hmm. <laughs> not saying that i'm saying i learned maybe a little bit more in seeing this over the years many times over that have a little bit of like i like to say you know if there's one 
book that you have to read, have three books that are book candy that you like to read. Mm, book candy is nice. so super important. Yeah. And well, I love book I candy. I like that phrase, book candy. Book candy is so great. Well, and I think that, like, I mean, even as adults, we have that, right? Absolutely. Of, like, there is value of certain genres mm. or, like, you know, we call them, like, trashy beach reads. And uh. it's like, why can't you just like that book, right, you know? Right, yeah. And there is, like, a hierarchy of yeah. what's literature and then what's like oh, eh, no. whatever. I mean I will say before COVID that there was a secret society that came into the library or the book like and it was almost better that they could go buy it and nobody would say anything to them but they're like so do you know where this Ellen Hildebrand book <laughs> is and I'm like you don't have to whisper right. I'm like it, it's okay. This is like a doctor's office this we won't share a, your secrets. We are not I mean <laughs> and not only do I know where that book is I know where a lot more are yeah. and it's all cool it's great you right. don't have to be stressed about reading it but there is like there used to be some sort of embarrassment and I would say now that COVID has like everybody was looking for the light stuff over the last couple of years and, and now people are more willing to be like yes give me the pink cover mm. yeah yeah and it's well. So, I mean, so on that note, how do you feel, or ha like, have you noticed big shifts in either like trends of what people are reading, or like how people are reading, or what that looks like mm -hmm. since the pandemic, and as we're coming back out of it? Have you? I mean, I can speak to it. I mean, I'm sure you guys can too as well. I don't know. We didn't own the bookstore. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. And but let's just talk a second for about the bookstore and the amazing renovation. I know. New and space. The oh my. The space is um, awesome. So oh my, like my, it. my. We're so excited. And we you love should it. be. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to be in. It looks extraordinary. Oh, thank yes. you. It's been a blast. We feel so lucky. Well, I mean, I think just like having a really great local library and having a really great local bookstore like those are like having a school and a post office those are other things uh -huh. that you just need <laughs> to make a town a town oh, yeah. <laughs> right? um th yeah the trends are ch have changed a little bit i i think people are more willing to come out of their stuck in genres like you know there are so many people that were only willing to do nonfiction, and and that's great i'm a, i i like nonfiction. um but over the last few years, it's been a little harsh. It's been a little rough. And mm -hmm. so people are willing to, to, to venture out a little bit more. I wouldn't say if you're a hardcore nonfiction, you're, you're definitely going for the Emily Henry pink and blue cover um, book. But there's definitely a willingness to, to try something else. And I've actually seen a lot more men at the library checking out books. Um, and men can be funny readers. They're definitely nonfiction-y or going for classics a lot or rereading um but i would say i see a lot of men gravitating to frederick bachman that you funny that you brought him up um since his new that last one has come out i'm like oh look here they are here they come <laughs> um which is great because he's a great writer i, I love reading him um and it's so yeah there's different trends for sure my question about that is, did they retitle that book, A Man, because Ove was too, so they're like, it's Tom Hanks, can't be Ove. Yeah, so now it's, it's Otto. Otto. Yeah. Otto. Yeah. Which like, is really like weird. Like, we couldn't understand Ove, but okay, we Okay, wait, so for folks, for folks who don't know Sorry. Yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was in the new, wonderful Between the Covers bookstore <laughs> the other day with my friends Jennifer and Brad here. <laughs> And I was looking on their recommended shelf, and I saw a book I had read called A Man Called Ove by Frederick Bachman, which is a really, really good book. It's amazing, um, yeah. A page-turner, very insightful, kind of um, smart but friendly. A smart and friendly fiction book about human relationships 
and uh, is he Swedish? The author? Yeah, either or, Swedish or Norwegian. I yeah. Think. Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's Scandinavian. Scandinavian. He yeah. probably has a sauna. No <laughs> <laughs> So they cook things on cedar planks. I don't right. know other prejudices. Um, but the book, uh, A Man Called Ove, was repackaged, I think, as A Man Called Otto, and Tom Hanks was on the cover, because I think there's probably a movie coming yeah. out. Right. So, that's so if you watch the, the first movie they did in the original language, and so it's it was Uwe, it was yeah. the way they pronounced it. And then we call him Ove, and I don't know, I, I haven't read why they changed it to Otto. I think was, Jennifer's, Jen's right. It's there are too many umlauts. Can, <laughs> Americans no. can pronounce Maybe. Otto. Otto. Right. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah. it's a great book. Creative. I love it. It is really, it is a really good book. He wrote another one called Britt Marie Was Here, and it's a similar to that in that it develops this character that's quirky and fun and interesting. But it, this is a, a woman, and I think it's actually better than... I man. was a huge fan of Anxious People. Yeah, yeah. that's a good I mean, one, that too. that was one of my... Um, and my son, too. He we, we, we would... We both enjoyed that immensely. Right. But he's a great writer. Yeah. He's and great. he's super he fun to listen to. If you've ever seen him give a talk... Mm-hmm. He's he's really, oh, nice. um, and not all authors can do that. Yeah, um, and he's actually interesting. So the reason to. that she brought that book up is because he's got the final uh, of a trilogy. So uh, it's a Bear Town trilogy, right? Which uh, is oh. a little different. So it was Bear Town, okay, and then, and then the last one that came out is called The Winners, correct? Okay. And that's one of my you know books that I'm recommending now. Yeah. So it's it, you know it's longer. It's, it is big. Yeah, it's a very it big. it's a you know. It deals with some difficult topics, but um, it's the final in the trilogy. So if you if you got some time over the holidays and you want a handful of books to read, you can read mm-hmm. through them. What's the first one? Called Bear Town. Oh, Bear Town. Yeah. Okay. Do they have to be read as a trilogy, or could yeah, you kind of like do. okay, they, they all do, yeah. come? It, it, I yeah. mean, it brings it all yeah. together for sure. So I imagine that people at home are now having their pen and paper out, Correct. furiously <laughs> scribbling down all of these titles. But also for listeners, if you have any um, recommendation recommendations you'd like to share, or if you are like, I need a book in this genre, give us a call. We have a lot of very smart brains who can probably give you a, a recommendation. I think so, we all brought different genres. Like we have something, I have something in almost every g- genre. See? So we can, we can go there. There you go. We can go there. What's your no um, board no, book? I mean, I have a lot of. <laughs> <Sorry. Yes. laughs> Did you do that? You know, the best thing, if you're looking for a good board book, I think would be to come to Between the Covers. <laughs> it's always Eric Carl. It's always I mean, Eric Carl. It's always Eric Carl. Any board book. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, literally, because I went to the bookstore the other day and reread um, A Snowy Day board oh, book there. Right? I mean, that's a fun thing. That's, I mean, especially the fun thing about a board book as a fully grown adult <laughs> who just, yeah. like, goes into the bookstore to read them is it's the beauty of a picture book, but you can actually, like, just read it very quickly. One of my there. favorite yeah. board books, if we're going to go there to a board book, I mean, we're going to go with Goodnight Moon, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, because it's a board book, so it, it stands up. I still, I yeah. actually pulled mine out the other I was like why oh this is my kids board book and um I know there's something about the pages and I get it but the board book it lasts forever yeah. but also there's something so existentially sad about it when it's like good night nobody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> night, <room." laughs> I'm always a little bit like oh 
There's a metaphor Poor. here that's way too large. It's actually, it's a very much, it's a, it's an adult book in yeah. child form. <laughs> Wasn't there a book about Margaret Weisbrot? Yes. Did you read that yep. or did anyone? And no. then maybe a documentary. I don't know. This might be something that I'm aware of, but I didn't huh. actually read. No, I, I, I'm aware of, didn't read, but there is a documentary out about yeah. it. Yeah. For sure. Same. Apparently, she was rather interesting. All right. Well, I would believe again. it. Yeah. Um, well, also, so because I didn't, because I hit yeah, you with a board book. Um, if you ha- <laughs> if you do um, want to call in with a question or recommendation, give us a call nine seven zero seven two eight four three three three. I, I oh, there's so many genres that I want to ask, but Tiffany, you brought up men specifically, but humans in general, um, like the classics. <laughs> what is a classic that maybe you were forced to read and maybe didn't read in high school um, or something that yeah like those old books that are maybe sometimes a little bit hard to get through because they're old and dense but you think give that one a go um I think anything Edith Wharton like you were forced to and it was probably a little bit brutal and then reading it as an adult it's a whole I mean I don't know why they made it, us read that I mean I, you're not an adult, you don't know no why. when you were like reading it now like why would you recommend this book to a, to as a 17 to yeah. 20 like you have no ability Context. to comprehend yeah, I agree. what she's talking about was that Ethan Frome with the yeah to- that could be it was very I mean, New England I just grew up in New England and I was and maybe like, it's because I'm southern I can't grasp it but I mean I'm better I when remember. that now I think I read it reread it maybe my late 30s and I was like, oh, yeah. I get it now. Yes, I understand. So there is something to that. I, I still, I do struggle sometimes with with classics, and I'm doing quotation marks, guys, um, <laughs> being read when these kids are, when they're so young. Mm-hmm. And there are so many other books. So that's the thing. There's Life is too short. There's right. so many There's other books. So many. Why are we keeping on doing that when you really don't have a context at that age to mm-hmm. understand? And I know there's, a teacher could be calling in any moment to yell at me um but there's so many more books out there and there's so much more to comprehend when you're older i mean steinbeck yeah. even like any right. of the steinbecks i don't know that i think it's better when you're older i agree yeah anybody well i mean and that's interesting too because there may be books that are better when you're older and so to get folks to read them at an age where maybe they'll appreciate them more you first have to get them to enjoy reading and you might be turning them off of reading by making them read them Mm -hmm. when they're too young so you gotta have the book candy so make them read Captain Underpants all through high school and then they'll be signed back. I think there are many kids and doing a happy dance right now yeah. and parents going so. we're but going I out guess, of Kodo. I think we have so many more books now like the YA mm-hmm. oh, gosh, yes. is big and we didn't have that when we were growing up in the same way. I don't remember. We had Judy Bloom. Come on. That's all I remember. That, right? Does anybody remember anything other than And then other I than remember reading, like, Comic John books. Jakes, yeah. like, like Centennial and these huge like, oh, right? historical fiction bestsellers. Like, we went straight, if you were a reader, you went straight from middle school to bestsellers that mm. became, like, the Thornbirds. Yeah. I read that when <laughs> I, I was probably way too, I mean, Centennial, I probably read when I was 16. North and South. <laughs> like, totally, we went straight yeah. to, yeah. in the 80s, yeah. we went straight from, like, you're reading Jane Austen to, mm-hmm. like, oh, now I'm reading 
Um, Lonesome Dove, best book ever. It is. <laughs> it's actually yeah. one of my top ten favorite books ever. And a good miniseries. Yeah. I read um, Sharon Creech a lot when I was, like, late, like, tweeny. And that is, is she still tweeny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's sure. when I read her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about that time. Yeah. And part of what I really loved about her... And one of her books, Bloomability, is like I still have my copy and it's tattered, and I'll like pick it up when I'm having a bad day or something because oh, that's so good. Yeah, because Yay. she writes like empowering mm-hmm. twelve to fourteen year old girls, mm-hmm. and I'm here for that, yeah. and I still need that sometimes. Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> cool. I need it. Yeah, it Sharon Creech uh, but is awesome. I think yeah. Walk Two Moons was probably her f- most famous one that people. Chasing Redbird was amazing. I, I think Walk Two Moons was. Um, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Um, I think it's the most, it's her most famous because it was the most approved by adults. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. It, it, well, because it, interestingly, it's the one that like we kind of read in elementary uh-huh. school, like emo- the most that they were like, oh yeah, well, read this one, read this one. And it was not my favorite of her uh, books. No, it's no. <laughs> because Bloom, that is not, I mean, same author, but she. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think young adults the hardest category for me to recommend. Yeah, because there's so much different stuff in there. <laughs> People say, you know, is this appropriate? I don't know if it's appropriate right. or not. You know, I've been talking to Tiffany about this quite a bit at the library because I have a pretty precocious 11-year-old reader, and she's kind of read through a lot in the younger room. And I'm like, hey, where do we put her? And I was walking around the young adult section. I'm like, whoa, right? <laughs> there's a lot of stuff here that she's maybe not emotionally thinking about she's just looking for some engaging reading and I think that within publishing what has happened is so many adults became fans that it's a trickle down so they're really like what do I say it's like light harlequin mm-hmm. no, like, no, it's, it's, it's not like just a, light I mean we're, we're, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like so there used to be like you know that at the paperbacks that were harlequin and whatever mm-hmm. and now it's ya and it makes money that's what uh, yeah. makes money. well and that's interesting too because then you know tiffany what you're saying about like the pink and blue books which you know are kind of like those romancy like romance light kind of maybe mm-hmm. novels which i mean it's interesting that then publishers start putting those kind of those genres as being like fluffy girl books mm-hmm also in quotes mm-hmm. <laughs> of like romance adjacent is YA is just like a weird mix. Well, there's I think a whole, a whole lot mix. of fantasy in there too. There's a yeah. lot of fantasy. <laughs> I think the hu- um, I think the Hunger Games and Twilight were yeah. huge. Well, I think that started like that. Yeah. That's when you really started to see that genre take off, right? And uh, I mean, that's... I do have to say I was the buyer between the covers, and one of my good friends was a publicist at Scholastic, and she came out here to visit me, and she's like, I brought you this book I'm about to promote, Twilight. And I read like 30 pages, and I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lo and behold, I was wrong. <laughs> well, maybe right. you weren't wrong, but yeah. it did do well. Yeah. No, it's not a literary <laughs> classic by any means. I was just like, yeah, I mean, it's cute. But whatever. I think people argue, too. I mean, what, what did we just celebrate Harry Potter's? Is it 25 or 30 years? 25. 25? Yeah. Okay, so we just celebrated that. I remember when it came out, and I mean, I'm not... How old was I then? I was... Hundred, yeah. yeah, that too. Um, 
and people were like, is this going to be a classic? And there are people complaining, oh, no, what are you showing our kids? And everybody's excited to read these. And so I read them and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, is it the best literature you've ever Yes. written is no, it's, it's actually really well right. I, I'm into it I was like it's no I done. love it I love it but now it's it's considered it's a classic yeah. like you see it like book buying or you see it on the thing it is considered a classic well and that goes back to the same thing of like it does for something to be a classic does it have to have rich prose or can it be like a staple like a monument in culture mm-hmm like well, literarily and, yeah you know we've talked about this too like popularity makes something a classic like love story from the 60s or 70s mm-hmm. is probably why i'm named jen and you're named jennifer <laughs> like because uh-huh. i was born in 1975 and there were five yeah. kids in my class and you know and now we think of it as like oh yeah the the, the classic from the 70s okay so what about so <laughs> but it was this will take fiction. you guys all back but what about um ya if you were going to go back in time in the beginning um se hinton the outsiders oh, love oh, yeah. i mean like that was mm-hmm. like a, right mm-hmm. like i st- i still push that book i do you guys yeah. push that book i push that book <laughs> <laughs> well, Marvel Fish. The- i mean like all of that like that was like the beginning of that ya genre and co- like when i got to that how i mean how old would i uh, 13 I 14 11 or yeah. 13 i mean we had the yeah. movies mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um we're not gonna say what jen's doing <laughs> um, um yeah uh, okay and, and i also thought go ask alice was oh real. right <laughs> i thought it was real <laughs> you thought go ask alice was real yeah Okay. I did. Right. Because I, I read it when I was maybe in sixth grade or seventh grade, and we all passed it around. Well, yeah, no, like, I gave it to Ava. This is I what happens. And, yeah. and then I read it, you know, later. later and I was like, like wait a minute. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so any other, like, classics that we think, that you think that we should be tapping into? We also, I mean... We're just chatting so much, we're going to hardly get through anything. So if you don't have one, we can move on to other recommendation genres. Let's hit others. We got more. There's so much out there and so much fun. What's your favorite book that you've read recently? Okay, so the book of the year, and I'm going to, she's not going to agree with me. I don't know if you guys will, but I predicted it, and I'm right all the time. (laughs) I think I'm not going to agree with you. Maybe I will. You're not. Um, It has a pink cover. No. I know what you're going to say. I know. You, it's Lessons in Chemistry. Yeah, I, I can agree. It's That is the book of the... I, when it came out, um, new author, first time. And the more that you read it, it was laugh out loud. Yeah. It was it spoke to you as feminist. It was... Um, she's on the spectrum. It, in the, the downside of it, it gets tidied up in a nice little bow. Mm. That is not... Rea- I mean, it's not my reality. I don't know if any, it's anybody else's reality. Um, but I don't... I've had one or two people say it wasn't really my thing. More than that, though, I've had people go, I really enjoyed reading it. Awesome. Lessons in chemistry. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, you recommended it to me, and I did. I listened to it, and I was like, okay. I started texting you. I was like, this is is sharp, Mm -hmm. witty, well-written, and um, it, it, it had the pink cover, which maybe did it. I thought it was a little misleading. Well, I but it think was like fifties and sixties, like it was that time period, which it kind of like what a woman was supposed to be and what she's supposed. Did you guys read it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to act like. Yeah, which 
you're not supposed to be a scientist, nor are you supposed to have a child out of wedlock, nor are you supposed to have sex out of wedlock. Like, there's, like, all these things that we know happen, but it's mm-hmm. not often. So I think that's yeah. why the pink cover. <laughs> I thought it was actually hilarious, yeah. too. And it was really funny. It was yeah. really hilarious. Like, especially... I think I was texting you. You should find those texts where I was like, <laughs> I don't remember. I would text her lines out of it. Yeah, she would. <laughs> because I was like, this is so funny, and I just had to laugh. Um, what no, was your book? Yeah, what would be what would be your book What's of the year? I'm gonna go with, and I'm not gonna say it's like a book that made me feel super lighthearted, like Lessons in Chemistry did. But I kept talking about the Rabbit Hutch. Oh, right, and that is that's definitely and that on. was the that's, National that's Book a, Award winner. For sure. And I mean, I kind of had an in on it because one of my writing teachers was on the National Book Award Committee, so we read it for um, a book group. But before they had they had chosen it, but she was like, "I'm blown away by this book," and it's you know a 30 year old writer who just came out of nowhere. Where did she come from? Right? Uh, like it was. It, it's it so blew much insight. The doors yeah. off other writing, and even I think from what I hear when they were in the debates over the National Book Award, she's like, can we, you know, they were kind of like discussing, like, do we give it to a white girl who's 30 in this day and age? But then they had to actually kind of come around and say, like, this book is really, really that good, though. So we're going to go and give it to her because it's the book that wins. And so they, there was a lot of debate about that and um that we were talking about in our book group. But anyway, it's set in the Midwest um, in this um, housing complex mm-hmm. full of sort of leftovers, I would say. And the town is kind of like... Well, aren't they... Um, weren't they... Um, there are a bunch of the kids, kids come out of the foster, foster system. system. They aged out of the foster yeah, system. Like, so this I, is where they ended up. Yeah, so I wrote this down because this is what I was making me think of. It's like a depressed automotive town in the Midwest. Um, had like notes of Roger and me and a little bit of the secret history by Donna Tartt, which is a cult classic. Cult I don't know classic, if you guys have sure. ever. Like, that is that, a classic. That's there a, we go. That's a book I called out of work to finish. <laughs> um, when I was High praise. like 25. Yeah. The podcast about that book and Benedict College. That oh, yeah. I told you about that. Worthy, that is such a worthy listen podcast, uh, by the way. Um, what was it called? Mm-hmm. Benning, uh, what what's what happened in Bennington yeah, College? Yeah, it was I mean, way it is, granular. It is Brett so Easton Ellis. Donna and Tart. Donna Tart and, and Jonathan Lethem all went to Bennington College in the eighties, and it was fascinating. Like the, the trends and the stuff mm, that you can't—I mean, yeah. that was pretty. Huh. It had some fun. LA history in the eighties, mm-hmm. and anyway, cool. I'm being a little bit of a dork, but anyway, it had like a lot. some American Beauty, like Kevin Spaceyness, and a little bit of Tom Perota election quality with the remember Reese Witherspoon yeah. in the movie and Tracy well he Fleck. had the sequel finally had, this year yeah right. so that was a book yeah. that's on my I want to read but haven't there you go okay so the rabbit hood by Tess <laughs> and that's that you're gonna see I think that's a worthy Christmas gift and that's uh-huh. a worthy read like for no matter like a, what for yeah. a literary reader yes that you for sure. guys you know it's it's one of those books that's so well crafted you didn't realize till the end that that all the breadcrumbs were there <gasps> oh cool and you're like Oh, I had no idea what that chapter was about. And it only, like, two or three sentences picked up on it at the end. But it harkened back so well that I was like, 
yeah. basically discouraged that someone could write so well. <laughs> it was really that good. Yeah. So. Nice. All right, Jen. Cool. Jennifer, what's up for you? Um, so I'm going to talk about children's picture books. Yay! <laughs> so um, there's a um, Pablo Neruda book of questions, and it's his poetry, and it's in English and Spanish, and the illustrations are really beautiful. Um, uh, there's so many. I'm trying to picture the shelves because we have them all facing out. Um, At between the covers books. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's Next one to called, Bruno Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> there's one called Farmhouse that um, I think it's on the New York Times children's bestsellers of the year and a couple of other lists. Um, there's uh, Patchwork. I'm just thinking of titles. There's just so many. Jeez. <laughs> what do you... When you... Um, are drawn to a picture book what draws you in is it more illustration is it the writing is it a mix of both do they need to go hand in hand well for me it's the illustration that catches my eye first and draws me in and then the if it's well written I mean it's just you know a bonus to me Uh, and then some have very few words there's like you know press here um, Uh uh, Hervé Toulé um, that's kind of interactive like it asks the the reader to put their finger on a blue dot um to see what happens oh i've read that book isn't it fun (laughs) and then you turn the page and it's so fun to see a child read that for the first time um and you turn the page and then you know there are two blue dots Mm -hmm. and you feel like you've you know participated in it it's really fun what was the one i think it came out it came out a couple years ago. It's not new, and I think it's called "This Is a Book with No Pictures" or something oh, like right. that. Yeah, it's been out for a few. Yeah, years. it's been out for yeah. a few years. And my now six-year-old niece, literally last Thanksgiving, ran around and made every single adult in the house read that book to her because she found it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a yeah, yeah book with no pictures. It's a picture book. Yeah, kind of. It's a kid's book right. with no pictures. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, what would be your book of the year? What is your uh, book? I I mentioned the winners. I mean, the -hmm. the Frederick Bachman book. Um, Dick Eversall's book that came out was a lot of fun to read. So that was a great read. um, Did you guys listen to it or did you read it? Read it. Read it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, and he did Saturday Night Live. He did the Olympics. He did so many different things. And he comes to town, and we meet him. He's charming, and uh, you know, and so I grew up. They come to the library too. I'm yeah, just saying. Right. <laughs> and they're, Susan you know, I grew James up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. She's very She's charming. Friendly. They're lovely. So, um, I grew up in that era of, you know, when sports were really getting on TV. So, and he had a lot to do with that. For so sure. it was fun reading that. Um, I think uh, one of my sons, Sam, is going to hate me for this, but Cormac McCarthy's book. Uh, th- uh, yeah, I have the, it on my list. The Passenger. It's a it's a different than he his normal books. It's very different. Um, and it's not. I'm not going to say it's my favorite book, but it was very interesting to. But read. it's a Cormac McCarthy book yeah. as well. But it's a very different. Very um, different. It's very very different from him. Talks, he for explores him. mental health and yeah. a lot of inter- in an interesting way that kind of draws you into it. Um, so I think it's worth reading, and it it's kind of hard to read at times, mm-hmm. but it's it's a really interesting work. So I, those right. are the ones I would mention. I'm going to throw out Demon Copperhead, mm. um, Barbara Kingsolver, mm-hmm. that I, I think is going to wind up, that's going to be a really great gift and a, a great read. Um, I, 
she, as everybody knows, wrote the Poisonwood Bible years ago, and everybody loved it. She's written others since, and nobody liked them. Well, Lacuna, <laughs> I thought, uh, was, you didn't like it? No. Um, <laughs> Meh. Yeah. Should we do books we don't like? No, yeah, right. So, but I think I that they, cool. th- this is the redemption. Tiffany. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, so on that note of, like, not necessarily books that you don't like, but how, from from your in your opinion, like, if you are reading a book that whether maybe somebody like recommended like you need to read this book or for whatever reason you picked it up and you're just like not getting three into chapters, it be done. Be yeah done. how long do you three give a chapters. book okay. i give three i mean i tell kids um read 10 pages and if you're and and this is also too like take three to five books with you when someone comes yeah. in and they're like oh i need i'm like ah no you can't take one what are you doing what if you don't like it right. you have to have options options are everything so uh, three yeah, chapters. Yeah, we say that adult. at the bookstore too. You really, <laughs> right. you really you need three you, or four. You need me to come over there um, well, and just stop covers. people at the door. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, really, like we were just talking about this today. One of our sons, Sam, mentioned doing book pairings. Yeah. You know, because if you read more than one book at a time, which is a really nice thing to do, you can read something heavy and something light, or maybe poetry sprinkled in between. Well, I think that's not wrong. You cannot read one more than one book at a time. No, I always. I I'm going to let that debate continue on, but we have somebody calling oh. in. So if you want to pop those headphones on. Ooh, okay. That's exciting. I know. You go. I don't need to listen. Mm-hmm. Maybe. They were trying to call in. Hello? No. Okay. Prank caller. Prank yeah. caller. Our phones have been... I mean, I'm okay, call us back if you just tried to call in. Ooh, let me try this. Maybe? Hello? Julia? Hi, you're live on Kodo. <laughs> we got it to work. <laughs> it's like you're answering your home phone. Um, hey, Julia, it's Gray. Hello, how's it going, Gray? It's going great. I just wanted to say I'm listening to your show, and I love that you all are celebrating books. Aw, thank you. Do you have a recommendation you're looking for? I don't. Oh, my God. I'm such a massive reader um, that uh, I'm looking at a stack of books in nearly every room in my house right now. As <laughs> great. What would but be... I will... Yeah, go on. I will say... Sorry to interrupt. I will say I totally back up Brad when he talked about... Um, Dick Ebersol's memoir. I thought that was so personal and so fascinating. And he's such a kind-hearted um, man that he just came from a good place. And you don't always see that in the entertainment sports world at all. And as Brad said, he did so much and is continuing to. And whoever mentioned um, Barbara Kingsolver, I'm not a huge fan of her work, but I thought um, Demon Copperhead was magnificent. There you go. Do you have, um, Gray, do you have a favorite book of 2022 um whether or not it came out this year or you read it this year yeah 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 um i do i do and it's personal to me and uh jennifer and brad know her um the author marianne wiggins oh, she wrote right, yeah. an extraordinary novel called properties mm-hmm. of thirst um and uh talk about character driven mm-hmm. it's it, it ticked all the boxes that you mentioned earlier julia about you know, you're questioning when you read, do you look for character? Do you look for plot? Do you look for, you know, you name it. It ticked every box that you mentioned. 
and she's extraordinary. She worked 10 years on this book, which is not necessarily unusual for some authors. And then she had a massive stroke where she almost died. <gasps> oh and my gosh, I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> two chapters away from finishing. And her daughter, photographer Laura Porzak, um, worked with her mother when her mother became well enough. And together they finished those two chapters in Marianne's voice. And mm-hmm. it's an extraordinary mo- movie. It's an extraordinary book and an extraordinary backstory because Laura writes about the process um, in the end pages. I've been meaning to check but, that out. One of my friends yeah. who's a writer said she is also friends with this family. And she told me, were they here for Film Fest? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was like, fil- there was like a two Film Fest and the, the daughter was doing art. Yeah. yeah. Laura's um, photograph is on right. the cover of her mom's book. Exactly. And the photograph is Alta Lakes. Oh, no way. Which has nothing to do with the story that her mother wrote about. Um, but Simon and Schuster couldn't come up with a cover that they all could agree on. <laughs> and Laura said, here's some of my photography. And they said, we loved it. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And huh. We have Laura's um, um, photography hanging in the bookstore right now, too. Another reason. Jennifer, I'm so glad it's up. That's fantastic. Um, but, you know, other than that, I'm just excited. You know, this year was loaded with massive authors of, you know, of note. Um, and you all can, can speak to that, of course. It was just one after the other. It was just a crowded year in a great way, uh, especially the fall. But then there are these um, first-timers. And you spoke about some of them earlier in the show. And that's what keeps us all excited. Um, you know, the, the fresh new voices that I hope the publishing houses continue to support. Because, you know, we need to buy books and support all of these great authors. Uh-huh. Um, I had, um, speaking of YA, you were talking about it. I had a magnificent dinner the other night with two authors. They're married. Um, they're huge in that world. Ransom Riggs, who wrote uh, the Miss Peregrine series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, his wife is Tahari, God, I always forget, Mayfi. Um, and she wrote the Shatter Me series. And these two authors have, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 books to their name in those same series and maybe a couple others out of it. But they were talking about how excited they are for the upcoming year because they're writing outside of their series. They're starting something completely fresh. So that's all exciting to me, the the year to come. Oh, amazing. Great. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your book wisdom. I love it. I know. Yeah, so fun to hear from you, Gray. Likewise, and, and congrats on the new store, and uh, I love the library, and I love the bookstore, and Kodo as well, so have a great night. <laughs> Thanks, Gray. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, Gray. One of our faves. That was awesome. Yeah, with a lot of great book recommendations yeah. as well. I We That's were in the middle fun. of a debate, which I don't remember exactly what it was about now. Oh, I do. Par- book pairings. Oh, book pairings. Because yeah, you yeah. need to read more than one book at a time, because if you, we get kind of bogged down in one or if if it's heavy then you can switch to uh, another one and jennifer we're going into my mental state and <laughs> just to be clear because i am the minority here no i would actually agree i can't, I can't focus on more than one really. at once i never focus anyway so. <laughs> well, okay, but so, but so that's i a- mean i can do i can i will say this i can um like i love memoirs and i i'm really um and i like listening to them better more than I do reading them and if I'm listening I can actually like stop listening and pick up a 
book. So I can... You can do an audio yeah. memoir. I can, do an, I can do an audio if it's a memoir, nonfiction-ish type mm-hmm. book. Um, better than I can... I can't I can see that. possibly do yeah, that makes sense. like two fiction books at a time. I would... It, it, yeah, yeah. I, I get too enveloped. I, I get too much. I think you're absolutely right. right. They need to be different right. styles and types of books. To I, for me, yeah. yeah. I'm more like different times of day require different books. Like I have four a friend. Night. No, I have a no, friend who's I, like, I, Because I'm so tapped at night, I don't have much to give to like an intelligent book. So that's where I might pick something. Oh, I might not be able to do intelligent books at all. <laughs> no, I might just might. I, I still want to yeah. read, so I pick something that's fun for me. Yeah. Well, right. so on that for note, a half a page before well, it lands on my face. Right. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> obviously, y'all work in books. You get to like spend so much of your time in that space. For folks who don't, those of us who are unfortunate enough not to to work in books, um, and maybe only have like half a page to read at the end of the night before you're like I'm out do you feel like is there a genre is there a book is there a series is there an author who you're like if you really you want to be reading but you don't have much time to give to it this is a good area to be diving into oh that's so subjective everybody like Jennifer said (laughs) that's why why I'm saying it you can give so many opportunities Gray was just talking about, I was like, oh, yeah, the Miss Peregrine series was yeah. so good. That's a great kind of thing yeah. for that. Or comedy, like oh, that yeah. Jeanette McCurdle. M- uh, McCurdy. McCurdy. Yeah, I was like, that seems like a book. And I, I didn't recommend that. But, like, if you want to go to, like, um, Jenny Lawson, who did. Yeah, yeah she's great. She, the I mean, the, I mean, listening to her and her, like, taking down mental health and, like, making it. I mean, she's she's something that you could read a page or two and then be done. And laugh yeah. and then go, okay. And then was it was it All the Light You Cannot See that had those really short chapters? Yeah. I love that because that, that's really helpful. You're, you can, you know, tackle a big book that's really in small beautiful chapters. in small chapters. Yeah. Or like some crossover with my kids, The Oatmeal. You know, oh, the, the oatmeal, oatmeal guy yeah. in the book. He's a a cartoonist and um, well on that note how Randall, to kill your her, how your yeah. cat is trying to kill you that's really is great hilarious um, out now is Randall Monroe's What If number two um, mm-hmm. and amazing if you didn't read What If the first one um, he's amazing and he's also the creator of XKCD comics uh-huh. and yeah. if you haven't done that that's a pretty cool or um, like I'll do way to go some sort of like mildly inspirational like the Maggie Smith poet keep moving book just read those little like you know happy affirmations kind of things I got nothing about that I don't do happy affirmations (laughs) (laughs) only sad affirmations I can't make you happy Bob, Bob Dylan's got that book on a book of essays about about songs so he's writing about you know other people's songs and it's got some pictures in it so they're short you know you could probably read two or three in a few minutes before you go to bed at night so i think it's on the bestseller list right now okay i wanted to ask if anyone knows anything about the john irving book okay anyone right i I have had some feedback okay it looks incredibly long as john irving books are oh are all of them that long i don't know (laughs) i don't know that's another but, that I read in high school. Like, a, uh, right? That the question was. I mean, like when I saw it, I'm like, he's alive. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Right. I didn't, there's going to be running. There's going to be a bear. <laughs> mild incest, perhaps. And mild? Mild. <laughs> or oh, is that a cousin? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking oh of gosh. all the genre. I mean, it peaks the, the mountain town. <laughs> because the, uh, the title's called The Chairlift. Yeah. Is that and correct? The cover, right? is, the cover is on a chairlift. It takes, um, well, I think it they takes place in. Aspen, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they some Aspen Public Radio just did an interview, I think, with him about okay. it recently. So he is alive. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him though when I, I was younger. No, no, I don't know. Th- me, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that was our YA. Like, yeah. here we go. Um, I have not, like, I I know people are struggling to get through it. Okay. I have not read it personally. Have you guys? I've started it. You've started it. What are you thinking? Um. Have you got more than three chapters? Are you willing to go further? Uh, I got maybe, I'm a third in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take that so, as you do. Okay. And, you know, I'll that was pair a phase, it ladies with and gentlemen. other books. And yes. <laughs> so that is a book that you would pair with other books. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, is there a book that, I mean, because you know, like when really popular, everyone wants some books come to the library. It's like, you're going to be waiting three months. Mm-hmm for it to come up mm-hmm. because people just keep checking it out. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a book that is that book right now? Mm-hmm. And also is that book worth it that people should go over to the bookstore to get their own copy rather than waiting three months? Ooh, All right. Well, if question. we're talking Christmas lists, sure. Um, um, I, myself, um, I would go buy demon copperhead. Um, if you're going to give a gift and they have not read, I can't imagine anybody left that hasn't read Lessons in Chemistry. But clearly, I think we have in the library circulating, We the library has purchased maybe 17 books. Wow. And there is still 200 people on the wait list. Oh, my gosh. 17 of For the same book? 17 copies. Same book, really? And I have not seen it. It is not on my, it's not on my, my shelf. How many wow. copies of a book do you typically get? I mean, obviously, it it's going to depend it, on it, the book. It totally sure. depends. But if we're talking... Um, like um, I've got Mad Honey, Jodie Picoult. Um, I can't. She, it was a co-written book, um, and I'm not a fan of Jodie Picoult. I've read that book and I actually enjoyed it. Um, we would probably buy three copies. Okay. And, or, so that, but we have more because everybody is liking it, and which is strange to me. I, I wouldn't necessarily pick that book. Colleen Hoover. Anything Colleen Hoover? I was waiting for you to say I Colleen Hoover. No, I was going through it, but now I feel like the library. I mean, the the waiting list have been so extraordinary that I know you guys are selling it mm-hmm. because my kid is over there buying it. Um, <laughs> we basically it, gave her her own shelf. Yeah, no, and, and she, I, yeah, I I am a shelf. I'm a long time Colleen Hoover fan, um, and people are catching and have caught on, especially people in town. And it's 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 always surprising to me who comes and asks. About, I'm like, oh, you're reading Colleen Hoover? So you're saying you okay. Hoover Colleen <laughs> Hoover? <laughs> 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 Thank you, Jess. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to go for her. Um, so we'll buy three to five copies. And sometimes if we know something's going to be really big, like um, we didn't know. Nobody believed me about lessons in chemistry. And then we, so we've had to supplement. Okay, you were right. I, I, I think right. we've already covered that. She just that. wants yeah. to say. Just want she just needs, I'm right. um, she needs to hear it again. I do want to do, do a sci-fi because we haven't talked about sci-fi. And I would like to put out uh, Blake Crouch because he's a Colorado author. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't read um, Upgrade, super fun, super fast. And um, it's also on a wait list. So all of the so my bu- <laughs> all of my books, I mean, like you can get in, you can get them on audio for Libby or Hoopla, um, but those are all 
cookbooks that are on waitlist. And my, I do have two cookbooks, you guys. The Korean Vegan from 2021. Do you guys have that in your thing? Great cookbook. Yeah. Um, and the new one this year is Smitten Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So She has a blog, right? She has a blog. Yeah. And uh, her cooking stuff is really good. Well, uh, Tiffany just kind of did it, but did like a whistle stop of just a couple other yep. list of books. So I'm going to go to anybody else if you just have like a rundown of... Maybe it's not the best book you've read this year, but just, like, these are some ones that you should definitely check out. Well, I think, like, as you were talking about book candy, yeah, you know, and I was like, so after the heavy reading, like, yeah, I enjoy book candy. And i got to say, everything Taylor Jenkins Reid. Oh, I didn't Everything yeah. Taylor Jenkins Reid does is book candy. Awesome. But it's a little Huge bit Huge wait list at the library. Super smart. I just listened on, um, on, in my car, driving back and forth. Um, Carrie Soto is back, mm. which is her one about the tennis player from the 80s. Daisy Jones and the Six are making a movie. Might and as well I, read it before they... And that was awesome. I was yeah. actually thinking you should do a show when I was walking over here, and it would be like a music tangent to Daisy Jones and the Six, oh. like some sort of callback to a book. I couldn't quite picture how you do it, but it's like a vaguely Fleetwood Mac yeah. kind of story. I agree. That would be cool, a uh, yeah. music show inspired by a book. Yeah, oh, Carrie yeah. Soto is back. is a tennis star in the '80s who's like maximized everything. Uh, is about and had retired at age 30, and then is 37. Has to make a comeback because she's gonna lose her title as the winningest tennis woman ever. And so it was kind of awesome. The kids listened to it with me too, because it's kind of like she does get there, but it's also about how she learns how to be a human. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really good though. I mean, it was entertaining. It was good. A human by 37. There you go. I mean, I mean I'm still working on it. I know, <laughs> right? Like, doing great for herself. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Do you guys have anything? Yeah, John Meacham's got a Abraham Lincoln book out. I right. think that's really cool. Um, I would think something we're doing fun for Noel night tomorrow is we have Evan, our crack bookseller, yes. has handpicked a whole bunch of books and wrapped them. And so you don't know what they are, <gasps> but they have a little description on it. Like, oh, I love that. Like fiction. Right. So or, no, more. That's like, like so blind date with a book. For, I don't yeah, know where right. you, I, who came up with that idea? The tag will say something like, for someone who likes to stop yeah. and smell flowers or something <gasps> like that. Oh, I so, love that. That's, that's really fun. And that's they're all like fun. either bestsellers or staff picks. They're all really oh, good. Oh, super, books. super oh, that's fun. That's so really that's cute. Fun. Yeah, that's, really a, that's like the library did that with um, the box of Sunshine. It was like, we'll pick, you can either request a book or like, pick a genre pick a something the and library we'll pick is for, yeah. doing something fun um you can start you can pick out five if you check out five items it can you know we have lots of different items um you know you can even check out the mixer um you get a special local um jill and i did a little local shopping at the the art bazaar the other day Ooh. and you might get a local treat if you check out five items because you have to have a variety mm-hmm. right you, you have to have Absolutely. your mixer and, and your book and your rake <laughs> <laughs> are we raking yet still no but um but yeah so five items and then you you get you come away with a little local love oh i love that i know i love that local love i local love that and noel night is exciting so is that all you guys are doing for noel night we're doing a discount you know okay, like 15 discount but then uh, I across think the board the mm-hmm. yeah oh nice yeah. good to know but the big hit's going to be coming and seeing if you can buy yourself a present of that's a book. Fun. you don't know what it is yeah i, I like that that's really cute well and then if you open it and you're like oh not my taste 
wrap it up and give it to somebody else. There you go. <laughs> There's a small press. I did that last year. It's called Two Dollar Radio in Cincinnati, I think, and they also are a vegan bookstore. And it was like, just you know, send us whatever, and we'll send you five paperback books. Oh, that's fun. It was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, we are, I don't know how this always happens, but we know, are at our I time. I feel like we've hardly, I, I mean, books. we have, a, I think, a really great running list of books, but also mm-hmm. could keep going for hours. Um, but this will have to be where we end it this evening. Tiffany, Jen, Jennifer, and Brad, thank you so much for coming in and chatting books with us. We'll do it again next year. <laughs> thank you, Julia. This um, is always so fun. Any final closing remarks other than go check out the bookstore, go check out the library? Read more. Come Enjoy, see us. yeah, yeah. Read what's fun. Yeah, yeah. Right uh, yeah. Now. Life is too short fun right now. Yeah. I think, Absolutely. you know, it's a dark time of year. Pick yeah. up something that makes you happy. Exactly. That's a perfect note to go out on. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Off the Record on KOTO this evening. Um, thanks for thank you, Gray, for calling in, and everyone else who was listening. We'll be back next week with more Off the Record, and of course, more news tomorrow. Coming up is Rock and Rob, so keep your dial tuned. This is KOTO Telluride. Thanks for listening to Off the Record. Opinions expressed on this show are those of our guests. Join us again next week for another installment. And in the meantime, drop us a line at news at koto.org with feedback and ideas. Off the record.